happen. All right, so I believe that we are now open and I will go ahead and broadcast us on Facebook Live right around 9.30. So in about five minutes, I will hop over and do that. And I think I am spotlighted. Great. And so now's the fun part. We get to start seeing people. Um, oh, we already have 13 participants. Somebody's here. So hello, if you are joining us and you would like to say hello in the chat, you are so welcome to. The other presenters and I have been checking in with each other and chatting in real time as we prepare. We've got Adam and uh, perhaps the, the whole family with us and Susan, we're so glad to see you. Susan, hello, over to Chicago. Eileen, great to have you here, who says, good morning, loverly Wessians, virtual hugs. Elizabeth's here, so glad to have you. It is great to see you all. I have to say, one of my favorite parts of Sunday morning is standing at the door, maybe my favorite part, is standing at the door and getting to greet people as they come into the building. And so, since we can't do that right now, this is a pretty good alternative to hear um, or rather to see all of you saying hi in the chat and um, to know that folks are joining us from all around the DC area, all around the country. Um, it is really great to have folks here. Hi, Sina, who has joined us. So it does feel as though it's not a bad substitute for standing at the door and getting to greet you myself in person. Eileen, thanks. Eileen says she likes my bright necklace. Thank you very much. Yes, I got it in um, Mexico and it's beaded. It is, I, I, it is the kind of beading that I look at it and I, I cannot imagine how somebody is able to do this. You know, it is so far beyond my capacity. Good morning to Maceo and Josh. So great to have you here. Some of our folks saying hello are writing just to the panelists. That's totally fine. We are glad to hear from you. If you want to be able to have your chat seen by other folks who are watching with you, you're going to want to choose um, uh, the option to write to everyone or to all panelists and attendees, um, like Trang just did, who said hello as she's joining us. So, um, absolutely your call, how you want to do that. Uh, we're glad to have George here. There we go. Josh has uh, reworked how he's saying hi. It's been just remarkable to me to see how folks are getting spun up on new technologies, um, perhaps technologies that we never thought we would be using, um, that we didn't think we'd want. Um, but um, it just becomes so clear how important um, those technologies are for us. Hi to Jen and um, to Christina and Rachel and Rebecca and Adam. I'm gonna go ahead and um, get us live on Facebook. So as folks who have been watching for a while know, um, if you've been here, 
another couple, um, another couple Sundays. That'll take me just a minute. Yes, indeed. Um, just had a great question on chat. Are we all muted? Yes, because we are using a webinar, all of our participants are muted and we can't see you either. We can just um, get your uh, hellos on chat. So in just a moment, I will be able to get back to, um, to chat. Didn't actually want to share that. Okay. This is now the part of our platform service where you get to watch Amanda try to figure out Facebook live streaming. Okay. We are on live. Let me make sure that I still have, hmm. I just need to find my presentation. Chat amongst yourselves here, folks. Okay. All right, we've got 54 folks with us by now. It is great to have you. Catherine and Chris and John and Karen and Jason and Indara and all sorts of folks are joining us. Joe and Alice, so good to have you with us. We are live on Facebook. Hi to Rajesh, great to have everybody joining us. Um, let me bring us back to our screen here. There we go. It is good to be together. We're streaming on Facebook. And I'm going to give us just another minute to get on board. Zoom pushed out an update, which does not affect this webinar. Um, but has required passwords for a number of other kinds of meetings. And you'll see some of that at the very end of our platform as we tell you where to find us later today to connect more. Um, but I know that that those updates always kind of flummox us a little as we figure out how to make things work. So I'll give us just a little bit of time. And, um, and then I think we can get going. Our opening words this morning are from the Reverend Gretchen Haley. There is enough space between us to hold all that you are carrying. 
all you've been waking, wondering, worrying, or wearing out with confusion or attempts to control, trying to find some sense of normal, all of your irritability, your curiosity, your fragile sobriety, your numb disbelief, your loneliness, your exhaustion, your daily questions, allergies, or the virus, and your joy. We can hold that too. We can hold all of it here for this time and bless it. Here we will call each other just as we are beloved. Here in this far apart space that is also close in. So much remains uncertain. With each passing breath, the ground is shifting. All we can say for sure is that we are caught in this tangled blessing of life, of grief and gratitude together. Like always, except more with all the forces of spring and the spinning of the earth, we are turning and becoming and beginning again, offering ourselves like the crocus flower, breaking through with a wild beauty, ready for whatever comes next. It is good to be together. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high, and don't be dark at the end of the storm there's a golden sky and the sweet silver song of a Walk on through the wind, walk on through the rain, though your dreams be 
Wow. <laughs> that happens to be one of my favorite songs. Thank you so much, Leah. My name is Perry Biter. Welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. My pronouns are he, him, and his. Uh, and I want to give you a special welcome uh, visually on my shirt today. Hold on. I think of the Washington Ethical Society as the really good place. And if you don't get that in joke, ask me later. I am so glad that you're joining us this morning. And I'm so thankful for the technology that's allowing us to reduce our social distance, even as we maintain our physical distance. Later today, we'll share more ideas about how we can continue to stay connected uh, this afternoon and in the coming week. For now, I invite you to say hello in the comments as you join us this morning. Many of you have already been doing that. And you're welcome to continue sharing in the chat throughout our time together, or not as you prefer. After the platform, we hope that you'll join us for a virtual coffee hour in a Zoom meeting where we can see each other's faces and talk. To begin our time together and help us all be fully present, I invite you to join me in taking two or three conscious centering breaths. Okay, I'm set. Each week in April, we'll be spotlighting one of the many West groups or teams that relates in some way to the month's theme of center. Since part of our center here at West are the people who serve on our staff, and since clear communication and treating people with fairness and respect are central to our mission, this week we're focusing on the personnel team which works with Amanda to determine policies for our staff. If you'd like to know more about the team, please contact Amanda or Jennifer Dreyfus, the team's chairperson. I invite you now to listen as team member Jennifer Linkletter reads our statement of purpose. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. Thank you, Jennifer. If you've got a candle at hand, this would be the time to light it. I invite you all to join me in reading the candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Each week we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. 
Today, I am particularly mindful of all those who have lost their jobs because of the pandemic and all those who risk their own health by continuing to do their jobs. Everyone from healthcare professionals to grocery st shelf stockers, because we can't do without them. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world. And let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and our love. Well, it is so good to be with you all today. Um, and it is particularly wonderful to have with us um, so many folks. I feel as though each Sunday we're able to engage and be with more people in our presentation. And so I love that we have added in our statement of purpose reader, Jennifer, thank you so much for being with us. And of course, having Perry Bider, one of our beloved Sunday officiants. Um, and Laura and I, Laura Solomon and I, um, the clergy intern, and I will be sharing some thoughts. Um, and, um, and best of all, perhaps, Leah is with us bringing her music. When Laura and I uh, realized we would be able to have Leah with us for music um, and that both of us were available to speak, we thought that um, we wanted to do something a little different for you. Um, and take advantage of the perhaps shorter attention spans um, and, um, and the, um, the opportunity for connecting around uh, music and, um, and uh, practical ideas for how to get through this time together. And so Lara and I are each going to share um, just a little bit about four ways that we can find our center at this time. I wanna also just give a big shout out to Jen Watson. Jen has been creating our slideshows for, um, oh, well over a year or two now. And I think she has outdone herself this time. Um, the beautiful graphics are adding so much to my experience. We'll begin with Lara sharing how we might center ourselves through meditation and mindfulness. Thanks so much, Amanda. At one point in my life, a point which is definitely not now, I had a sitting meditation practice. A few times a week, I would sit in meditation for 30 to 45 minutes, and sometimes it was a guided meditation. Sometimes I just sat. And sure, these periods of meditation were sometimes beautiful and profound, and I learned a lot about myself during them. But there's this pressure when we think about meditation to believe we must somehow transform ourselves into like 
monks or something with an ability to sit for long periods of time in deep meditation. So if you already have a meditation practice and sitting for long periods of time is something that feels good to you, please keep doing that. But for the rest of us, I really think now is probably not actually the best time to start a super intense sitting meditation practice. For the past several years, I've been most interested in how I can bring about a, med a meditation practice that fits in my daily life. Meditation is mostly about paying attention to what is happening, both internally and in the world around us. So for me, the answer is mindfulness. And mindfulness has become such a buzzword. I feel like it's easy to be cynical or kind of roll your eyes. Um, maybe say things like, you know, meditation, mindfulness, it just really doesn't work for me. But here are some times recently when I practiced mindfulness. While taking my dog out, I noticed that I could hear the spring peepers. While I was washing the dishes, I noticed the feel of the warm water on my hands. I noticed while I was reading the news that I could feel my heart rate increasing and I was starting to feel anxious. <laughs> I noticed how good it felt to just laugh on a video call with some good friends. To me, it's important that I notice these things. It's important because they allow me to cultivate gratitude. Good friends and spring peepers are bright spots in these times. Noticing allows me to experience what is really happening now. My brain can be very busy with the past and the future. So noticing that warm water on my hands reminds me that between the past and the not yet, is this moment, which also warrants my attention. And noticing also gives me the opportunity to adjust my behavior based on the feedback my body is giving me. So when I notice my heart rate increasing, I'm able to make a choice to either if I'm going to breathe through the anxiety or stop scrolling through my newsfeed. And even if I do nothing, it is powerful to be so aware that I can make a different choice at any time. In my psychology practice, I've taught mindfulness classes to parents of children with special needs. And in these classes, I talk about picking one thing that will serve as your meditation bell or your reminder to take a breath and notice. It should be something that happens somewhat regularly or something you can count on happening. And every time it does, it's like the chime we use in the beginning of platform. Here we are, it says, holding all that is. Take a breath. I invite parents to consider their child's tantrum or their children fighting as a meditation bell. Here I am, it says, holding all that is. Take a breath. A new email pops into your inbox. Here I am holding all that is. Take a breath. 
I like to use transitions as my meditation bell. When I finish one Zoom call and am about to start another, here I am, holding all that is. Take a breath. I also believe that just naming what is present, being able to name what we are feeling without trying to change it or react to it can be powerful. We know that there are we know that there are and will continue to be many emotions that are present. Persian poet Rumi talks about being human as a guest house. A joy, a depression, a meanness, a momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, he writes. Treat each guest honorably. Part of mindfulness is being able to name the feelings we, that come and go through our guest house. Hello, grief, we might say as we take a breath. Hello, sadness or anger. Hello, gratitude. Hello, joy. There's no need for further conversation. Mostly, our feelings just want us to know they're around. To say hello and take a breath. Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she's standing right in front of me, whispering words of wisdom, let it be. Well, I will wipe the tears from my eyes. Thank you, Laura, for that. I, uh, I will be listening for the chimes into mindfulness in my day. And um, 
And thank you, Leah, um, for, um, you know, just making me cry every time you open your mouth today. So <laughs> it is good to have you with us. This, uh, this reflection is about ritual. And I promised, I promised the um, Thursday afternoon Zoom chat uh, that I would give them credit for bringing this particular reflection to you. Because after we checked in and shared our highs and lows, we talked a little bit about what this Sunday's platform would hold. And I shared that I would be talking about ritual. And then they shared such wonderful ideas that I had to pull up a document and start taking notes. One of the things I am so aware of is the way that we often hold the answers that we need and that what we can do for each other, what I do half the time someone comes to me with a challenge is simply to say, what do you think? And find out that they had already answered their questions deep inside them. And so that was true on our Thursday afternoon Zoom call as we talked about what ritual might mean for us in these times. Of course, I will say that first we had to have some conversation about what ritual is and whether we think we like ritual and whether ritual is really something for more religious people and not for humanists and whether we could reclaim ritual in some way. And after all, what is ritual really? And that was a good conversation too. As I think about the kind of rituals that are helping me right now, I think about both rituals that may feel religious in nature and rituals that are much more about simply marking transitions or noticing where we are in the day, not dissimilar to Lara's ideas about marking mindfulness. I do believe you'll be shocked to hear that humanists can claim and reclaim even the more religious kind of rituals. My family says a table grace often to begin our dinners or we light candles to show that the time is special and sacred in a way. We also do highs and lows around the table at dinner time. Every person invited to share something good that happened in their day and something that was harder. One of the participants on Thursday afternoon Zoom call says that they do not just highs and lows, but roses, thorns, and buds. The beautiful thing that happened in their day, the rose. The hard thing that happened, the thorn. And the thing they are looking forward to, the thing that is still emerging, the bud that they are experiencing. Another person shared the importance of gratitude journaling or even just saying aloud to each other what it is that we are grateful for. These rituals remind us and connect us to that which we hold most dear, and they have the opportunity to elevate us just a little bit, to make our world just a little bit broader than whatever challenge we might be experiencing in the present moment. 
for me, though, during this time, many of the rituals that have been important have been pretty practical ones. One Thursday Zoom participant said she makes her bed every morning, no matter what. Nobody's going to see it, but it makes a difference to her. There have been plenty of conversations about um, the uh, the new Zoom mullet costume, you know, business on the top and sweatpants on the bottom. And I know many of us are going through our days like that. Perhaps, though, at the end of a workday, we change out of the business on the top part and put on the full sweatpant outfit. Or, as someone pointed out recently, we move from our daytime pajamas to our evening pajamas just a little more casual. Especially right now when practically everything that we do takes place within the same set of walls, having rituals that mark time for us throughout the day, that tell us when one thing is over and another thing has begun, whether it's two Zoom calls, as Lara pointed out, or the end of the workday and the beginning of time with family, those markers are increasingly important for us. I have found too that sometimes it's important to have a big ritual, a one-time kind of ritual that allows us to experience fully where we are. About four or five days ago, I was trying to tidy up the end of my kitchen, which is also the mudroom, which is also the everything space. And I realized that part of what was cluttering it, as always, were the kids' backpacks. They drop them there and pull what they need to do their work and pick them up again at the beginning of the day and drop them at the end of the day. Except they don't right now. They're not taking those backpacks anywhere right now. And so I decided two weeks into our isolation that it was time to put the backpacks away for now. I got out some nice baskets and put the kids' school supplies in there and invited them to take anything they thought they would need to do their work at home and pack it all up in the basket and then to put their own backpacks away in their closets. A couple days later, I realized I had forgotten my computer bag. That's in a closet now, too. The ritual of making a new space for what we are doing right now and putting away the things that we're not using right now. It held a sadness, and it also felt right. It felt like an acknowledgement of where we are and a making nice of where we are, a pretty basket for our things instead of the slumped up backpack that isn't going to be used for a little while. The backpacks will be picked up again. They're just in the closet ready for us. But the ritual of moving them away mattered. People have been talking about creating different physical spaces in their home, spaces for work or for play, spaces for quiet and meditation. 
setting up a desk, another acknowledgement that our work will be inside these walls. Perhaps you might borrow from our more traditionally religious siblings and cousins and create a sacred space for yourself, a candle to light, a picture to look at, a comfortable pillow or a warm blanket to wrap around yourself, images that bring you joy or peace. However you create ritual in your life, to mark the hours throughout the day or the parts of your life that now all occur in a smaller space. Let that ritual allow acceptance of where we are, delineation between the moments of our lives, and a centering of ourselves and each other. One of my most important rituals is waking up and taking a walk, which is how I decided on the song I'm going to share. But I also want to explain, especially for West family, that it's a song from my youth. And um, initially, the, the focus of the song is spirit. I've also sung this song in protest, and then spirit is switched out for the word freedom or justice. And so this morning, I'm going to sing well-being, because that's where I'm putting my focus when I take my walks. I enjoy the birds. They, you know, they're doing their choral thing, and I'm just loving the heck out of it. And that brings me a sense of well-being in my morning walk. But I have not switched out the word hallelujah. Fair warning. Maybe there's something you can substitute that works for you. Woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on well-being. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on well-being. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on well-being. Hallelujah. 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 Walking and talking. Stayed on well-being You'll find me walking, talking with my mind Stayed on well-being Walking, talking with my mind Stayed on well-being Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah Thank you so much, Leah. This section is about creativity. So last week, I was in my intensive classes for seminary, and I took a week-long, seven-hour-a-day ethics course on Zoom. My professor was fabulous and provided a beautiful and helpful framework for this class. He told us that he really loves ethics and philosophy, and he wanted us to be engaged and feel good about it too. 
philosophy is something I enjoy doing with my body, he said. I've been thinking about this quote this week, particularly in thinking about creativity. I think what my professor was saying was that using his brain, which is part of our bodies, though I know I often feel a bit of a split here, using his brain in creative thought and heart and soul expanding ways feels good doing things that allow us to feel wholly embodied feels necessary and good and right. One of the really beautiful things coming out of this time is the amount of creativity and art that is being shared. A few weeks ago in Platform, we watched the singers on their balconies in Italy creating music and song with one another. I recently saw a post on Facebook that was people staging and recreating pieces of artwork that included things like the American Gothic painting, except it was two men and one of the men was holding a, a what looked like a serving spoon instead of a pitchfork. Um, and there was also a rendition of a painting by Salvador Dali constructed from lunch meat. Um, I have attended concerts online with my favorite musicians while texting my sister in Pennsylvania and my friends in California who are all experiencing this with me. Witnessing and experiencing this creativity feels vital to this time. Allowing myself to experience the joy and delight and the poignancy of these moments feels profoundly important. And of course, engaging in other creative acts may feel good and right for you. If philosophy is not a creative thing you enjoy doing with your body, then maybe gardening or baking or knitting or coloring is something that feels good. Maybe making music feels good. Maybe arranging your, rearranging your living room feels creative or tending to your yard feels creative and right. Journaling is a creative act and so is writing messages to your neighbors with sidewalk chalk. I hope too that you can resist the urge to feel you must create in a way that is productive or create some final product. So much of the joy of creation comes in the embodied experience of creating or experiencing what was created. You don't need to create an artful masterpiece or plant 12 rows of plants. Creativity can be found in pulling weeds or in listening deeply to a beautiful piece of music, in daydreaming about something fabulous, or in making nourishing food for yourself or others. The joy of creation is in the embodiment of the creating, not just in having created.
Thanks, Leah. We are on, um, I believe, 444 on Me Crying During Leah's Music this morning. But we're going to talk about playfulness now. Several years ago, I uh, gave a platform right after I got back from Disney. Uh, it was my first visit to Disney, and I um, really think I may have been waiting for an excuse to don Mickey ears in platform on Sunday morning. These are the Mary Poppin Mickey ears, by the way. That's an important feature. The platform was called Spoonful of Sugar, and I was talking about how just as Mary Poppins knows, at least in the Disney movie version, she's a little stricter in the books, just as Mary Poppins knows, the most difficult things, the bad tasting medicine goes down better with a spoonful of sugar. The context in the platform that I gave was trying to get my younger daughter, who at the time was, I think, five or six to eat something that wasn't beige. Specifically, I was working on carrots and I found that it worked best if I made a game. If I told her that she couldn't eat the carrots and it wasn't allowed and I wanted to make sure all the carrots were still on her plate the next time I looked over there, lo and behold, the carrots would disappear one by one amidst a fit of giggles. That was uh, my goal in parenting then. 
parenting during a pandemic requires a slightly lower bar. In fact, I would say parenting in general is a long work of lowering the bar from how you thought you would be before you had a child. Perhaps the pandemic has lowered the bar for many of us in multiple ways. What kind of pants we wear and whether sweatpants every day is an acceptable choice or how clean we keep our kitchen. But I hope that our bar on playfulness has not been lowered and I will tell you why. Playfulness may be the only thing getting me through right now. I have found that the importance of laughing sometimes, crying, yes, having those outlets for grief and tears, noticing my anxiety when it comes up and surrounds me, finding the breaths that help me to center, all of those things are part of my coping strategies as well but playfulness is right up there for its success in getting me through these days. It's been true for my family as well. We have incorporated a number of rituals that are primarily playful, in fact, all of which seem to be about the clothing that we wear, which I should look into at some later time when I consider my family's core way of being. We like to have monochromatic Mondays. That's a different color each Monday. So far, we've done purple and red. I believe that orange is coming up tomorrow. We invite you to join us. We usually forget about monochromatic Mondays until later in the day, and then there's a rush to get our clothes on and obviously document it for Facebook, the most important part. The other big success has been Fancy Fridays. Again, Fancy Fridays are about a half hour long. Most of Friday is like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, sweatpant Friday. However, just before dinner, everybody puts on their fanciest clothes. Because we like to be a little extra at all times in my family, particularly those of us who are underage, those Fancy Fridays have actually become cosplay Fridays somehow. I didn't anticipate that. We started out just with fancy clothes, and then we moved on to kind of a Regency England Fancy Friday, and then most recently to a Frozen-themed Fancy Friday, which was full-on Disney bounding. If you don't know what Disney bounding is, look it up. It's lots of fun. Fancy Fridays, as I said, last for a total of 35 minutes. It turns out fancy clothes are not very comfortable. So once you're in them, you take your pictures, you feel amazing and fabulous, maybe you keep them on for dinner, and then you immediately get back in pajamas to watch a movie together. The playfulness is the point. The preparation, the laughter, the flurry of happy anxiety about whether you really look like Anna in the Frozen movie or whether you picked the wrong shawl and should go looking through your mother's closet for a different one. That is the point. I have seen playfulness show up in a thousand ways during this time. The art that Laura pointed out, the way that people have been recreating famous works of art using lunch meat or themselves and a comforter or their dog, brilliant. 
memes all through Facebook and Twitter and around the internet have been turning almost everything into a kind of a joke. And we need that laughter, or I do anyway. It doesn't take away the hard parts of it. Nobody would want to go through a global pandemic just for the jokes. But boy, I've got to have those jokes to make it through. I've been playing games as well and building up my store of games that can be played across Zoom. Hangman works really well, though I wish we had sort of a, a different modality for it. Pictionary is good using the Zoom whiteboard. Yesterday, I played cribbage with my father on Zoom. We had two different decks, so we kept getting a lot of fives and really some pretty high scores. And it worked pretty well. However, we can bring a little levity into our days. I have noticed that with pets in particular. The number of pet pictures I see on Facebook has gone up uh, astronomically, in part because several people I know have adopted new pets in the midst of this. That's been helpful for the shelters, which are operating sometimes with lower staff and therefore able to take care of fewer animals. But I think it's most helpful for the people who have a new puppy. Bringing goofiness and silliness and a need for care and love and laughter into their homes. Now, getting a whole new animal is perhaps a little extreme. But I do hope that you find ways for playfulness in this coming week. That even as you create the beautiful ritual or journal or draw, as you center and find mindfulness, that you also remember to laugh. Come to one of our Zoom check-ins and tell us that you're ready to laugh and we'll make it happen for you or watch a funny TV show, read a great book, dress up for fancy Fridays and share your pictures. We need big belly laughter right now to let ourselves be in those moments of levity as we manage through all of this together. Let's laugh a little too. I love the mental picture that I have of all of us in the West building as this moment unfolds, because I know that everyone who is physically able would get up and participate in this. So I would like to invite you to do what I just did. I created a gallery view so I can see everyone. As you're able, as your computers allow, please, please stand or sit or participate. <clears throat> this is the song you know slightly adapted to my future marine biologist. You put your right fin in, you put your right fin out, you put your right fin in and you flap it all about. You do the sharky pokey and you float yourself around cause that's what it's all about. 
left fin a little faster. Put your left fin in, you put your left fin out. You put your left fin in and you flap it all about. You do the sharky pokey and you float yourself around. Cause that's what it's all about. One more dorsal fin. You put your dorsal fin in, you put your dorsal fin out. You put your dorsal fin in and you wave it all about. You do the sharky pokey and you turn yourself around. Cause that's what it's all about. Sharky pokey. Well, again, tough act to follow. We take time each Sunday to consider our own thoughts and reflections on the morning's theme and platform. And I have to say my thought and reflection at the moment is, it really is an honor to get to participate in this experience with you all. Um, if you have a thought about something that particularly resonates with you, I encourage you to take a moment and share it in the Zoom chat or the Facebook comments. I'll read some of them aloud, although I'm sure I won't be able to keep up with them all. So, um, Pam says, oh my goodness, my daughter needs to know about that version of uh, the song. Um, yeah, Leah, we are shark lovers, got that, yep. Um, and then of course there was the uh, baby shark song from last year, right? Um, how about a crazy hat check-in? Oh, that's a good idea from Eileen. Um, yeah, George says, Lily and I were dancing and clapping along. Several folks have been sharing ideas of games they can play together over Zoom. Ah, okay. Yes, yes, Jeff, I hope there is shark music at Nats Park this year. Put your jaws in, put your jaws out. Mm. <laughs> okay. Spring Festival hat contest from 15 years ago. Oh boy, good memory. So Abby has a walk to work ritual that's been helpful. Um, best way to find, <laughs> I'm shocked to find the best way to signal that she's at work is to wear shoes. Got it. Um, George recommends trying, she sells seashells by the seashore five times fast. Um, okay. All right. Um, let us just uh, plan to continue sharing these great ideas in the coffee hour. So I'm closing the chat now, uh, closing my chat window and chat's still continuing, of course. But uh, just as we share our perspectives in this community, so too do we share our resources and gifts. Here at West, we give half of all donated cash to a program whose values resonate with our own ethical culture principles. This month, we're sharing the plate with HIPS, an organization that helps people in DC who are involved in sex work or drug use through harm prevention services, advocacy, and community engagement. There are two ways to give this morning. On the West website, which is www.ethicalsociety.org, there's a give link on the top right side of the homepage. 
and there's the text number shown on your screen. Uh, you can just send the amount that you'd like to donate as a text to that number. We appreciate everyone's generous giving as they're able. Um, we'll take your donations now, contributions while we accept Leah's very able gift of music. Kind friends all gathered round Something I would say What brings us together here Has blessed us all today Love has made a circle That holds us all inside Where strangers are as family Loneliness can't hide we must give ourselves to love Cause love is what we're after Open up your hearts to The tears and laughter And give yourself to love Give yourself to love Give yourself to We are working on getting Perry unmuted here. Um, I know uh, that was another cry song for me. For those of you keeping a tally at home, there we go. Perry, I think we can hear you now. All right, okay. So not only was that a beautiful song, but of course it reminded me of Doris Justice, a West member for many years who loved uh, to do that song for us. Leah, thank you so much for the wonderful music today. Uh, thank you, Amanda and Laura, for the wonder range of ideas that you provided us. And thanks to everyone who contributed more ideas in the chat. Um, and I especially want to thank all of the staff for their work this week and to all the folks supporting this morning's SEEK session at 1130. Um, <clears throat> we've set up a number of ways to keep connecting uh, over the course of the coming days uh, that uh, after the in addition to that SEEK session today, uh, we have Zoom calls for the kids every day. Oh, just once this week? Okay, I guess that has changed. Uh, so there's a kids Zoom call Wednesday at four and adult calls at different times, Monday through Friday. You can see the schedule on the screen there. Everyone is welcome, whether they're West members or not. So please invite friends and neighbors to join you. Also feel free to reach out to Amanda and Laura or Laura anytime if you need pastoral care or support. And thank you all for being here this morning. I invite you now to join and as Leah leads our closing song, Blue Boat Home. Ocean, standing on these mountains and plains far away from the rolling ocean still my dry land heart can say 
in a moment, Amanda will tell us all how we can move from this meeting to the uh, coffee hour. But for now, I invite you to join me in our closing words this month. Let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment, seeking our own center and centering each other. Thank you so much, Perry. Thank you so much, Laura and Leah and Jennifer. And to all of you who, um, who have been with us, uh, I believe crying through the majority of the songs, um, possibly crying through some of the words, um, honestly, just being able to know that you are there, to know that we are connected to each other um, does it for me. I get a view of all of the panelists. We all get to see each other's little videos. We don't get to see the attendees videos, but I can tell you that everybody was swaying and singing while Leah sang that closing song. I hope you were singing along at home as well. Leah is letting folks know that I think at three o'clock today, right? Um, she is hosting a sing-along this afternoon. You can find it on Facebook or um, find a link on Facebook to join her um, for that sing-along. Um, Leah, thanks so much for sharing that with us. Um, I suspect you will see some West folks or hear them rather, um, or they will hear you. So we have um, our coffee hour to go to. The coffee hour is unlike this, a meeting, which means we all get to see each other's faces and hear each other's voices. Um, you can see the link there. There is now a password for the coffee hour. Zoom has changed their protocols. Um, so that password is the West phone number. Um, brilliant Robin um, has been able to standardize our passwords. Um, you can find Leah on Facebook this afternoon. If you go to Facebook and you just Google Leah Morris, um, you'll get to her page and, um, and she'll have all the info there about where to find her at three o'clock. Um, but you can find us at, um, at coffee hour. So I'm hoping that folks are heading that way now. Um, it has been so good to have you with us this morning. You can also find us at the newcomers Q&A, a special gathering for newcomers to our community with Nacio and me. That's at 11 o'clock. So you can spend a little time at coffee hour and then head over to the newcomers Q&A. And then at 11.30, we'll have the um, seat classes as well. I'll be there. So will Lara, Andrea, Indara, Julie, and Katie. I want to note that seat classes have um, uh, a teen breakout this Sunday. We didn't have that the last couple Sundays, and we're really glad to be able to offer that to our teens. Um, and you can see the info there for all of those gatherings this afternoon. Um, for Facebook, you are going to, you are going to look for Leah Morris on Facebook. Let me write that in. So you're going to go to Facebook. You're going to search for Leah Morris. It's on Leah's site, um, not on the West site. Although Leah, if you send that over to us, we can throw up a link to it on our sure. Facebook page as well. So you can sure. And there are links on my website too, as Josh pointed out. Thank Perfect. you for that, Josh. Excellent. So everybody can find Leah this afternoon. Hope that you are heading over to coffee hour. It looks like that's the case as our participant number is going down. 
Uh, I hope to see you there. And our panelists can start heading over there as well. When you get there, you're going to find everybody together. And then when I head over, I will move us into breakout rooms so that we can connect in smaller groups. So good to have you with us. Carrie, thank you. Jennifer, thank you. Laura, thank you. Leah, thank you. Maceo, thank you. And Sonia Coopers was our tech help today. Thank you all. So good to have you with us. We're down to 44, 41. I'm watching as people leave. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Hey. See you at coffee hour. I'm going to, yep. Do you have a way to put the links into the chat? Uh, oh, yes. Usually Maceo does that, but I will oh. go ahead and do that so people can click right from there. So that's. There we go. Did that, did that work out as a link? Do I need the HTTP? There we go. Are we sure the password is correct? Hmm. I hope so. I'm going to head off uh, and close this webinar. Coffee hour wasn't open. That's okay. So I need to go open coffee hour um, uh, or uh, yeah, uh, some or someone else can on the Wes account. Um, I'm going to head off and go get coffee hour going and see if we can find each other. It's great to have everybody with us. Thank you again.